Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! The Chargers do the same thing every year. You just, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, it's they just can't get themselves out of their own way. And last night is a case in point. Yes, I know they won in Kansas City last year, and it's the second game of the season, so let's not go crazy. They were competitive. They had a chance. They had a banged-up quarterback late in the ball game, and, you know, they still hung in there fairly well. They actually put a little scare on the Chiefs uh, after they uh, scored the touchdown, almost got an onside kick. Uh, but, again, the Chargers, that's a game that you cannot lose. If you are going to have a big year and you think that, uh, you know, that, that, that the calling is now uh, to make a big run and sort of win the AFC. I mean, you got a 17-7 lead. You're up the whole game. Uh, you know, at 17 all, you drop an interception, which would have sealed the game away. You get a break that Andy Reid kicks a field goal on fourth down at, seven, at 17-14. And then you go right down the field. And for whatever the reason, you decide that you're going to play hurry-up offense because you like the pace and the tempo and you got a first and goal at the five yard line late in the third quarter there is no reason or fourth quarter there is no reason to play hurry up offense the tight end was shot he somebody there was something somebody didn't make a, a, a cut properly read wrong by the quarterback 99 yards the other way for Kansas City take a 24-17 lead then of course he gets banged up they kick another field goal in the last touchdown little too little too late but boy the Chargers it's just like it happens every year with them that they that it's just something always seems to get in the way and I know last year they beat the Chiefs in Kansas City forget two years ago they kept on telling us last night that they've won two games in a row in Kansas City remember two years ago was week 17 when the Chiefs didn't play anybody because they already they had already clinched home field so that game they throw that game out that was the last game of the season that game meant absolutely nothing uh last year it meant something and the Chargers did a nice job. They won in week three, 30 to 24, went for it on fourth down the whole bit. But boy, they weren't able to capitalize on that because they lost week 17 of the Raiders and ended up uh, losing the the, uh, the postseason berth plus Kansas City, one out in L.A. But that is a very, very, listen, they played well. Their defense is definitely better. Herbert's great albeit a bad injury last night. You know, Eckler's a very useful player. They played the game without Keenan Allen. They had some issues along the offensive line. Pauly health, Pauly that defensive front. But they dominated the game. I mean, their defense took Kansas City completely out of the mix. They should have, Asilio should have had an interception. That was the right overturn, by the way. He should have had an interception, which at 17-7 could have sealed it. I mean, just a, a late third quarter, just a very, boy, I'd be bothered if I was a Charger fan. And the reason why I would be bothered, because it's the same old thing every year. Every time that you think the Chargers are about to jump up a, a, a notch and be put in a situation where they can be counted on, trusted, be reliable, win the game that they're supposed to win, close out the game properly, every every time when you get in that situation with L.A. That, or San Diego, they never do it. And even last week, I didn't see it against the Raiders, but it sounds like they were very sloppy in conclusion against Vegas. And that game never should have you know, been that close. And, you know, 24-19, okay. But it sounds like the Raiders had some chances late in the game, chances that they really shouldn't have had an opportunity for. And they because the Chargers couldn't put them away. And the same thing goes yesterday. I mean, 
that's a terrible loss. Yes, it's week two. You can't expect a whole hell of a lot in Arrowhead, but they had the Chiefs dead the rights in that game, and they let it slip up. And and that is the Chargers story. I mean, uh, I know people are going to say, ah, you know what? They did a good job. Defense is better. Quarterback was banged up. Look, they hung in there. They almost won. They covered, thank God, uh, as I had the Chargers plus to four last play on fourth and six. You also can make an argument that they should have kicked the field goal uh, instead of going foot on fourth and six to make it uh, 27-20, uh, you know, and not rely on scoring a touchdown. That's debatable because you're not going to get that close probably of scoring a touchdown again. So putting the ball in the end zone there from the six-yard line maybe was the right play, but it's debatable. But it's just the same old thing on a year-in, year-out basis with L.A. They don't have a home field advantage. Spanos did not provide them one. He did a terrible job of bailing out of San Diego, and I understand the city fathers there didn't help him. But, I mean, he's got no home field advantage. So to sit there and say it's a guaranteed split because the Chiefs, when they go to SoFi, are going to lose, that's ridiculous because it's and nobody cares about the Chargers in Southern California. So essentially, they're playing nine road games this year. They have the extra game on the road in the NFC. They're playing nine road games, and they play eight neutral site games. I mean, that's essentially what the Chargers do. And it's a major, major problem. And no matter how brilliant the quarterback is, and he is, and he made a terrible pass, whose fault it was, who knows. Everett may have made a mistake. He didn't exactly run after the person who picked off the pass. He picked up his mouthpiece from the ground before he started to jog. Uh, But he was burnt. He was tired. And I don't understand the necessity there of pushing tempo. They got a first down at the six-yard line. Run the ball three times in a row, you're probably going to score. You know, geez, I mean, do you have to go out there and rush a first down pass play? I I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And obviously, 27-24 at Kansas City, they escape, and they put themselves in a situation now. They're 2-0, and uh, and, uh, you know, Colts next week, and, you know, they're the cream of the crop in that division. And, and they're very good at home, and, you know, Mahomes is playing well. You know, listen, uh, are they perfect? No. Their defense still isn't great. Their secondary is tiny. Uh, you know, uh, they do miss Hill. They're not as, uh, you know, dramatic. They're not as scary offensively without him. Uh, you know, and that will probably, you'll notice that time and time again. The first week against Arizona, not necessarily. Yesterday, I know that, uh, you know, Herb Street did a good job. I'll get to him in a second. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, they were playing that soft zone, so everything was going to be in front of them. Uh, so maybe Hill would not have been a factor. But, I mean, the Chiefs were beatable yesterday, and the Chargers didn't get it done. And I think the theory and the theme of this little beginning to our Friday show is that this is typical Chargers. I mean, this is typical what they do. They tease, they tease, they tease, they add guys, they do this, they do that. And at the end of the day, they, you know, they slip on a banana peel. I mean, it's really what the Chargers are all about. It is what they have been all about their whole careers, their whole history of their franchise. I don't want to go back to 1960 when they played in L.A. that first year. They did win an AFL championship, but you get the idea. Even with Rivers, this is who they are. When you think, wow, they've turned a corner, they hit an abutment every single time. And I thought they hit one last night myself. That's a bad loss. When you're up 17-7 and you got a chance to take a 24-17 lead early in the fourth quarter, your defense has played well, and you give them a pick six, 99 yards the other way, uh, you know, that's typical Chargers. And I don't understand the pace issue in that spot. 
line up in a huddle and run the ball three times and see what happens. All right? You might get six yards. I mean, geez, what are you doing? My God. Anyway, uh, so the Chiefs survived 2-0, and and away we go. Uh, the broadcast, you know, listen, I, I, you know what I like about Herb Street? Herb Street, his inflection, his tone, he doesn't overwhelm the game. He's soft-spoken for a big announcer. You know, Collinsworth, you can't help but listen to him. You know, uh, and, and if you can't help but listen to somebody, be, and Romo, you can't help but hear him because he's all over the place. Collinsworth is so demanding and so on top of you that you can't help not listen. Herb Street's a little softer. I mean, you know, you, you can, he doesn't overwhelm the game. He lets it breathe a little bit. Although he talks a lot, he lets it breathe. His voice connotations is not overpowering. And so as a result, I find him a much easier listen and easier on the ears than I do some of the other guys doing the games as analysts. Now, listen, I got to hear more than a couple of games. I know he did a game or two with Fowler during the pandemic in the NFL. Last year, he did Denver, Kansas City. I got to hear more before I want to make a definitive uh, from an NFL perspective. I make a definitive. Remember, in college, you know, there's not a lot of guys to compare Herb Street to because, you know, ESPN, ABC, what, Joe Klatt? Is that, I mean, you know, really? I mean, I mean, Klatt's good, too. I don't have any problem with Klatt. I don't like Gus Johnson, but Klatt's good, too. But, I mean, it's not as many, you know, they do the semifinals and the finals and the championship. They, you know, they do the big game every week. He's all over the place, college football. You know, in the NFL, there's a lot of analysts out there. You know, Romo and Aikman. And, you know, there's a lot of guys. Greg Olson now and, you know, Collinsworth. There's a lot of networks have a little piece of the pie here. But I, I, I like this presentation, and I do think that Alan he will be a good listen. I, I don't need the pregame show, 3,000 sets. You know, I, I, the streaming aspect of it, you know, it can pause on you, which you don't like. You can't channel surf during commercial breaks, which is not pretty. Uh, you know, but it felt like an NFL game. Was it, a, was it an historic broadcast as Roger Goodell wanted to tell everybody yesterday because they sold it for a billion dollars? Of course it wasn't. It's a bunch of, it's a football game on streaming. That's all it is. It's, it's all, all it has to do with is money. It's got nothing to do with anything else. It's, it's, this is not Monday Night Football with Rune Orledge and Roselle deciding how to do it on cocktail napkins in 1970 when ABC got the rights. I mean, come on, please. Or the Colts Giants uh, at the uh, at Yankee Stadium in 58 in overtime when they the uh, NBC technical director actually dislocated, uh, you know, uh, took the wires out and the game went blank for a few minutes uh, late in the fourth quarter. It's not that. Uh, that game has got his- history all over it. This is a football game happened to be on Amazon. This is what it happened to be. And that's how you find it. But I did like the crew. I think, you know, Al can work with anybody. Um, you know, you're making fun of Herb Street being in Boone, North Carolina tomorrow for Appalachian State on game day. Uh, you know, but I do think they have a chance to be a pretty good team. And I do like the Herb Street delivery. You know, I, 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 I like the idea that, it, that he's soft on the ears. I like that. I have to be fair. I like it. And the Chargers. Typical. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.